Matthew 7, Jesus speaks and he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in the clothing of sheep, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. By their fruits you shall know them. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every tree bringeth forth good fruit, and the evil tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can an evil tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be cut down, and shall be cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not every one that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Okay, Jesus says, Beware of false prophets. They come to you in the clothing of sheep. means they're disguised as Christians. They appear to be Christian, but they're false prophets. They speak spiritual falseness. Protestant preachers, false prophets. They preach a gospel contrary to Jesus' gospel. Yes, Billy Graham is a false prophet. Charles Stanley, false prophet. These men have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people following their doctrine. Thousands and thousands of people led away from the sacrament of confirmation, led away from the sacrament of confession, led away from the Eucharist. That is what a false prophet is. And within the Catholic Church, we have false prophets. Father James Martin, gay is okay, Father James Martin, false prophet. There's way more false prophets than there are real prophets. Prophet is one who speaks the authentic word of God, not the watered-down word of God. Now I'm going to introduce you to a genuine, real prophet, St. Pius X. Here's his catechism he wrote. Here's a little bit on confession, sacrament of confession. This man speaks the authentic word of God. Okay, he says, which are the different parts of the sacrament of penance? Okay, the parts of the sacrament of penance are contrition, confession, and satisfaction, and absolution. He's going to break all that down. What is contrition or sorrow for sins? He says, contrition or sorrow for sin is a grief of the soul, leading us to detest sins committed and to resolve not to commit them anymore. What does the word contrition mean? Contrition means a crushing or breaking up into pieces, as when a stone is hammered and reduced to dust. Why is the name contrition given to sorrow for sin? To signify that the hard heart of the sinner is in a certain way crushed by sorrow for having offended God. In what does confession of sins consist? It consists in a distinct accusation of our sins made to the confessor in order to obtain absolution and receive penance for them. Why is confession called an accusation? 
Confession is called an accusation because it must not be a careless recital, but a true and sorrowful manifestation of our sins. What is satisfaction or penance? Satisfaction or penance is that work or other good work which the confessor enjoins on the penitent in expiation of his sins. What is absolution? Absolution is the sentence which the priest pronounces in the name of Jesus Christ when remitting the penitent's sins. So those are the parts of penance, the different parts of the sacrament of penance. Of all the parts of the sacrament of penance, which is the most necessary? He says contrition, sorrow, because without it, no pardon for sins is, is obtainable. While it alone, perfect pardon, while with it alone, perfect pardon can be obtained, provided that along with it, there is the desire, at least implicit, of going to confession. He's talking about perfect contrition there. Perfect contrition can get us out of mortal sin. Even before you go to confession, as long as you have the intention of going to confession as soon as you can. But remember, you still can't receive the Eucharist until that confession is made. And we can never be certain or not whether our contrition is perfect contrition or not. 